Thank you. Um, I looked at my watch and I go, wow, it's just 10 o'clock. I go, I have an hour and a half to preach. That is so awesome. You know, I'm just, I needed to, to, to loosen up because, you know, I, I'm always nervous whenever I preach, but, you know, it's, a, it's such a privilege to preach the Word of God. You know, to be able to, to share what it means to people and, you know, and, and, and to pray about it and to, and to know that God is going to work powerfully in each, of, uh, in each of our hearts. It's not so much the words that the preacher says, it's how the Holy Spirit moves in our hearts. So as you know, um, Dave and Megan are not here, so um, uh, I, that's why I'm here preaching the word. Uh, but uh, we have, we have the, the next best person to, to be with us. Uh, I'd like to welcome Tess Fontenot. Uh, she's here, Megan's mom. It's awesome to have you here, Tess. Um, uh, we, we feel like, you know, we have a spiritual mom with, uh, with Tess. You know, we, uh, Tess, Tess and Mike, they, Mike and Tess. Uh, who, whatever, <laughs> Mike and Tess, uh, they whenever they're in the room, you feel like ah, we're secure. You know, there's a, there's a certain security or, or, or peace that you feel simply because we have spiritual parents among us. Amongst us. So um, let's uh, start with a word of prayer. Dear God, uh, thank you so much for this time. The the opportunity to uh, preach the, your word is so awesome, Father. To know that. Um, as we go through the book of John, we are um, uh, getting to know you in a deeper sense, Father God. Getting to know Jesus in a deeper sense. And I pray that you use this time uh, to open our eyes, Father God, to listen to your word and, and to be changed. For us to make a decision after this, Father God, that you know um, certain things in our lives and in our hearts will need to be aligned with what, uh, what you want, with what Jesus wants, Father. Uh, we love you so much and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. All right. Um, last, last midweek, Dave talked about John chapter 9, where the blind man was healed. Uh, we now continue our series to John 10, where the chapter seems to carry on excuse me, with a conversation between Jesus and the Pharisees. Here we will see um, the chapter was focusing on our ability to hear and listen to Jesus and how a, a, a sheep... We should pay attention. You know, so anyways, imagine the this, this scene in John chapter 9, uh, where, where in verse 40 and, and 41, it says there, Some Pharisees who were with him heard, heard him say this and asked, What, are we blind too? Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim to see, your guilt remains. You know, I appreciate the communion message to today. Um, so, does that mean, Nick, after 65, you, you will not have guilt anymore? Yes. You know? Man. You know, but, but that, that's, that's pretty powerful what you shared, bro. Uh, and I, I, I appreciate the benevolence message as well today. I'm pretty sure most of us will go to an op shop today and look for, <laughs> for a picture frame. You know, so, so, so Jesus preached to the Pharisees and he said, you, you know, he talked about their blindness, right? And in John chapter 10, he started to talk about how, how 
well, it's basically how hear it, you know, how, how they couldn't hear what Jesus was saying here. Let's uh, read in John chapter 1. Um, it says there, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in, the se- in some way, in some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listens to his voice. Listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. You know, we're going to uh, read uh, later on, but you know, that scene when he, they, he talked about, wow, uh, you guys couldn't see. You know, you, uh, uh, you're blind. You know, and then now he talks about, um, you know, they couldn't hear Jesus kind of thing. So it's like, you can just imagine the face, you know, if we, if we can go to the next slide, please. You know, the face of, of the Pharisees here. Um, it's like, <laughs> wait, wait, what? You know, he's he like, okay, he was talking about spiritual blindness, and then he talks about, Sheep and shepherd, and they're like, what? You know, that's that's basically. I think that's how I imagine it. Maybe the same face in verse chapter in verse six. It says here, Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, "Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep." So basically, Jesus is saying, "Okay, let me be clear now. Are you guys listening?" Obviously, they can't listen because they're probably not Jesus' sheep. Are you guys with me? In verse 8, All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters, enters through me will be saved. They will come in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now, Jesus got their attention. You know, but I reckon those words started burning inside of them. You know, when they, when they heard this, they were like, you know, man, you know, Jesus is talking about us. Finally, they got it. You know, at first they were like, what? What are you talking about? And then Jesus talked about, you know, them and then they finally got it. And it is burning inside of them. In verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. You know, as they were listening about, the, uh, 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 in, with these, uh, uh, listening to Jesus, you know, some of them were like annoyed that Jesus was talking. It's, it's like, you know, they were, Jesus talked to them, talked about their sin, they were annoyed, they wanted to, to, to probably react to it, but then Jesus talked about the good shepherd laying down his life. Maybe some of them got convicted and they go, you know what, I think he's right. You know, I, I, I may be a leader in, in, in the temple, but you know what, I, I, I'm not one of those who lay down my life. You know, so and they, and they got convicted. And, um, uh, in verse 19. Uh, the Jews who heard these words 
were again divided. Many of them said, he's a demon possessed and he's demon possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? So imagine this, Jesus saying something about the sheep that are not, that are with him because they listen to his voice and recognize him. Then at the end of it, some said, why listen to him? It's obvious that that part of the group was not part of his sheep pen. But then others, you know, um, others got it. You know, and then it's, it's, it's quite amazing how it, while Jesus was preaching and then they, they heard these words, they couldn't get it. And then all of a sudden, when us reading it, we're kind of like, wow, what was Jesus probably told himself, you know, the next slide, please. He says, my point exactly. You said these things? Yes. That exactly what I was saying. You guys, you don't understand what, what I'm saying because you're not part of my sheep. And some of you guys understood it. You guys are part of my sheep. My point, exactly. To support the point further, let's read on in verse 22. Then came the festival of dedication. Um, Hanukkah. Um, uh, at Jerusalem, it was winter, and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. There you go again. Tell us plainly. So Jesus said in verse 25, Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. Ah, no wonder. They're, they heard it, but they, that, they, they did not understand. It did not register. Remember that? The next, uh, next slide, please. Remember that? Wait, what? All those times, they were not paying attention. There was no connection. It was a blank spot. Someone was sending via WhatsApp, while the other one's waiting via Facebook Messenger. It's not connecting. You know? So the title of my message today is, Don't be the one who says, Wait, what? Let's go on. In verse 27, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. That's why it's so hard for them to understand. But Jesus made it so simple in an equation. I got them. No one can snatch them from me. My father got them. No one can snatch them from my father. Equation. Therefore, the father and I are one. In verse 31. They still didn't get it. Again, his, Jesus, his Jewish opponents pick up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any good work, they replied. But for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Let's stop and think about what they said. 
He said, they said, we are not stoning you for any good work, but because of blasphemy. Aha! They actually recognized Jesus' good works. But then they didn't connect it, how he was able to do those things. Only God can do those things. Hello? Only God can do those things. Why can't you connect it? Wait, what? Verse 34. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I have said you are gods. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and and scripture cannot be set aside, what about the one whom the father set apart as his own? as his very own and sent it into the world why then do you accuse me of blasphemy because I said I am God's son don't you do not believe me unless I do the works of my father again only God can do these things verse 38 but if I do them even though you do not believe me believe the works that you may know and understand that the father is in me and I in the father again they tried to seize him but he escaped their grasp you know, they, it's like, listen, you know, they, they listen to what I'm saying, or at the very least, you know, at least recognize what I was doing, what I'm doing, but they couldn't listen, you know, they tried to, 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 to seize him, but they didn't know jujitsu, so he escaped. Verse 40, then Jesus went back across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing in the early days. There he stayed and many people came to him. They said, though John never performed a sign, all that John said about this man was true. And in that place, many believed in Jesus. Remember the sheep? Here's where Jesus found them. They listened to John and they listened to Jesus. So again, don't be the one who says, wait, what? I think, um, I think based on John 10, there are ways in which, by which you don't fall into saying this. Wait, what? There are a couple of points that I want to share to you today. Point number one, next slide please. I'd rather be a dumb sheep than a smart person. I'd rather be a dumb sheep than a smart I'll, 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 uh, I'll expound on that later on, but I'd like to show you a... Uh, a video. Um, is the video ready? Next one. This is about how how a sheep listens to his. Um. Can you guys, can you guys see it?
Recently, um, they, uh, they, they studied uh, how intelligent the sheep are. Um, and, and they are very intelligent, in fact. But, uh, but only up, up, up until, again, recently, uh, that's the next point already. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, just go back to the first point. Um, people believe that, that, that sheep are, are dumb, you know, because they just follow their shepherd and without even thinking, right? But then again, that's, you know, that has been proven wrong. But um, I, I did, the, the point has a quote, dumb sheep than a smart person. You know, um, I, I, to be honest, I'd rather, I want to be smart, you know, I'd, I do, but I'm, I'm just not. <laughs> um, I, I remember when, when I was dating Amine, um, I, English is not my first language, so I wanted to impress her. <laughs> so, um, so we were talking, uh, and I know she's she's a lawyer in the Philippines, right? And I go, oh, you know, yeah, in the Philippines, you guys are called lawyers, but in other countries, you're, there's, there's another term for lawyers. And, and she goes, oh, yeah, there, there are. Yeah, I think they're called Barringers. <laughs> and she goes, you mean barristers? <laughs> Thank God she looked beyond that and still married me. <laughs> I really wanted to be smart, but I couldn't. Hence this point. <laughs> Anyways, so I put codes in them um, because that's what most people believe up until quite recently. Those words and codes are actually uh, in the context of religious knowledge. Uh, a dangerous knowledge that prevents one from being humble. One who has an opinion about everything. One who craves to have the last say. And one who burns inside just to win an argument. You know, let's look at the, those smart people, you know, in the scriptures. The, the first one, the Pharisees, uh, as, as smart as they were, they did not understand Jesus. You know, remember the healing of the blind man? They investigated it, right? And they, they proved that this is truly a miracle. You know, and yet they still did not believe. It's like, come on, man. Seriously? You know, they saw the works, but, but again, they just kept, uh, you know, they, they're just hard-hearted, you know, as smart as they were. And how about those Jews who were also smart? Uh, it's actually in verse 19. They, they tried to create lies about his character, you know, and they said, you know, he's, he's demon-possessed. You know, um, basically, they started... Uh, uh, Telling fake news about Jesus. 
You want to know when it started? It was, it, fake news didn't start recently. Fake news started in Jesus' time. You know, uh, we don't need Facebook's smart algorithm to, ta- to tag the fake news. We just need to see it with our, with our own eyes. You know, what do people say nowadays about the Bible? They said it's a fairy tale, you know. And, and when you read through the scripture, it has something about unicorn. Have you seen the scripture that has a unicorn in it? Okay, there is actually a scripture that has a unicorn in it. And people goes, if there's, a, if there's a unicorn there, there's never a unicorn right now. Hence, it's a fairy tale. You know, but obviously when you, when you, uh, when you looked at the, uh, the, the word uh, why it's called a unicorn, it's actually the, um, not the hippopotamus, the one that does, rhinoceros, that's one. Do they look the same? No, they don't look the same. <laughs> See, I'm not too smart. <clears throat> so, and then they go, why would you rather believe in a God who created the world in seven days or more, uh, or, uh, or days, or a more plausible Big Bang Theory? You know, but then again, that's also both beliefs, right? You know, um, other Jewish opponents, it makes sense that when you are claiming something to be true, you better prove it. You know, that's in verse 31. Jesus claims he is the son of God and, he, God and he proved it through his miracles. What do they need? You know, as smart as they were, you know, they couldn't understand Jesus. Yeah. But let's look at the dumb sheep. They listen. They're not dismissive based on their own understanding. Uh, listening is one of the hardest skills, I believe, since it takes a lot of one, courage to open yourself up. It takes humility to change. It takes character to be challenged. Listening is one of the hardest things. But those dumb sheep, they got it. They recognize his, his need. Uh, they recognize their need to be led. They know and believe and trust in the shepherd. So, I'd, for me, I'd rather be a dumb sheep than a smart person. Because if by being a smart person, it keeps me from believing in God, then let me be a dumb sheep. Are you guys with me? Yeah. Point number two. Point number two? Thank you. I'd rather follow the, God, the good shepherd rather than a great leader. Um, next slide, please. We've seen this before. The difference between a boss and a leader. Have you guys seen this? Um, you know, people in management in the corporate world, they, they, you know, they show this. You, you've probably seen this in LinkedIn or in Facebook, you know, uh, just to show the difference between the two, right? And almost always you go, I want to I follow the leader, you know. Um, and in fact... I want to follow a great leader, you know. But um, the point is, I'd rather follow the good shepherd rather than a great leader. We know and recognize the difference between a boss and a leader in the corporate world. And we've seen great leaders who was able to accomplish many things, even the ones who changed the world. And it's easy to be drawn to someone who is charismatic or someone who is a great communicator or even someone who is, a gr- is, who is great at relationships. 
in our faith and as we seek the truth, it is also easy to measure who you want to follow or which church you want to be a part of by the same personal preferences. You know, you go to church and you go, this is such an awesome worship, you know, or this is great fellowship. There's incredible curry after. And the guy who won, you know, the family who won the curry cook-off, they're awesome. They're, they're humble too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm savoring the, the win, okay? You know, we go to these churches and we go, wow, this is awesome. This is huge. They have, they have instruments. They have, uh, they have all these things and I, I'd like to be here. You know, and I listen to the message. Man, what a great lesson. What a great speech. That is so awesome. I feel blessed after that. You know, these are our own pre- personal preferences. And really, there's nothing wrong with some of these things. But we must understand that as much as these are awesome, and, and we, know, we all need to be excellent as we could, especially during worship, these can become noise in our search for the truth. You know, uh, we, we, some of us, you know, if, you visited, uh, if you're visiting for the very first time, those who invited you, you asked them, you know, their, their, their journey when they were searching uh, a God. Find out. You know, and maybe you have your own journey when you're looking for God. So find out about those things as well. Though we can recognize a boss from a good leader from a mile away, and we prefer to follow the leader, there is a better one. Next slide, please. The better one, the good shepherd. He lays down his life for his sheep. That's the only thing in his resume. He lays down his life for his sheep. When I was studying the Bible in 1993, someone mentioned to me that in everything I do from here on out, I should be motivated by the cross of Jesus. They said, you will feel discouraged and you may want to give up. People will hurt you. Yes, even Christians. Yes, even leaders in the church. People will leave and they will choose to go the other way and stop being faithful. But always, always go back to the cross. That's why you're here. And tested I was many times. Perhaps the biggest one was when I was, when we were in full-time ministry. I'm sure you have heard some of this, but, but... I'm sure also that you've, you have your own share of struggles, but from where I stood that time, it was not just people leaving. It was, just, it, it, it was not just words that cut, not just leaders not handling it the right way. It was when we gave our whole life to serving, in fact, the best years of our lives, only to give it up again and start our lives as if we are new graduates looking for jobs at the age of 34 or 35. It was so humbling that as a leader of my family, I did not have a choice but to live under the roof of my in-laws, living on just $1.50 a day with, no, with one son and a pregnant wife. In those times, there are many thoughts of leaving and of giving up, but the cross kept us from doing stupid things. 
When you're focused on personalities or people, you will always find something that you don't like or even something you cannot stand. In fact, if you have a critical heart, even if Jesus is right here leading you, you will still find something that you wouldn't like. But if you're focused on the cross, that time when Jesus has the power to stand, uh, has a part to stop to call his legions of angels to kill everyone there to destroy earth so he can start all over again you will just fall down on your knees and worship Jesus said I have, a, I have authority to lay down my life and authority to take it up again he chose to do it it wasn't like I'm a victim of it or this is a circumstance that I had no choice he chose to do it the most powerful person who ever lived on earth. Who could have called the legions of angels. Chose to die. Isn't that awesome? You know, because of that cross. You know, um, sorry. What, what can I say about the cross? So many things. We can go on and on about what it means for me and for you. We can share insights and stories and parables and whatever. The whole worship service is just not enough. We can go on and on. That is the power of the cross. Because of that cross, we're able to listen and hear. The scriptures come alive. Jesus makes sense all of a sudden. God makes sense all of a sudden. His plans come together as if pieces of a puzzle coming, coming together right before your eyes. I want to go on. In fact, I desire to go on to say many things about the cross. There's just not enough time. You know, the cross is why we're here. The cross is why we said Jesus is Lord. The cross is why we share, why we encourage, why we stay faithful till the end. Yeah. Jesus is not just a boss, not just a great leader. He's a good shepherd. Look for him. Search him. Find him and you will never look back. What does it mean for you? If you have not studied the Bible, or this is your first time, or you have been coming many, many times, find out. Be like the Ethiopian eunuch and says, how can I understand it if no one explains it to me? This is your life. You have, you have to find out. You just have to. And for you as a Christian, remove those noise. Sometimes you just need to remove those noise. Stop focusing on personalities and people and whatever worldly lens you have for a minute and see everything and everyone in God's eyes. That he gave his son to die in your behalf so that he can also accept you as his own son. In closing, next slide please. Decide today that you'd rather be a dumb sheep rather than a smart person. Decide today that you'd rather, you'd rather follow the good, great shepherd than a great leader. And remember, next slide, don't be the one who says, wait, what? 